We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
everybody. Happy Monday and welcome to Grinders Live over on Roto Grinders. I'm Eric Crane, joined by the Chief, Will Priester. Will, how are we doing today, brother? Man, I'm doing great, man. First of all, this is like the best slate ever to kick off a Monday. Seven gamer, last game ends at 8.30. I mean, all is well in the world. You don't have to worry about LeBron or De'Aaron Fox or somebody just, you know, crushing your dreams at 10.30 at night. And if you're in first at about 10 o'clock, you might be ready to ship this thing. I can't wait until 10.30 tonight and know that no one is coming from behind me to take my earnings. This yeah, is gotta, the best slate ever. It's going to be weird for me because I've been like in this mode where I just go to sleep before the slate's over. And then, you know, you wake up either with a Christmas present. It's either, you know, a new Nintendo or some coal. But either way, you're waking up with a Christmas present. Today, tonight, it's not going to be the case. You know, I'm not in sleep by 10 o'clock, uh, by 10 o'clock or anything. It's, I'm going to enjoy this. We're going to have some family time. We're going to, we, like, I don't know what, what, I mean, what do you even do at 1030 at night when this slate's over? I, I'm just confused. Well, hey, you're, you're a married man, Craig. I can think of a few things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, if I'm a married man, you just, uh, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. If you say that, everybody in there is like, oh, it's weird. Yeah, it's got Shit, y'all crazy. Oh, but not as crazy as this slate. Because, Will, you kind of mentioned that a lot of the games are going to be over early today. And we're going to have a lot of value on this slate, which means that it's sort of a stars and scrubs slate. We've got Damon Lillard, Marcus Aldridge, they're out. Christoph Brzingis, he's out. Back-to-back, obviously, he's not going to play. Aaron Gordon, he's been smashing lately. Not going to be smashing tonight. He's out. Zach Levine, Andre Drummond, uh, they are doubtful. Cam Reddish, I believe he's already been ruled out. So we got a lot of big-time names that are out of this one. You know, I think the first thing I'm looking at when I look at this situation with Christoph Brzingis out, we know Luca has been – He's missed, what, about a week or so. I personally, I'm still going to play him. Are you concerned about the minutes at all for Luca tonight, or is he going to be a staple in your lineups? Not really, man. I, I like Luca a lot. He's on my list. I, uh, I'm i going to be honest with you, man. I, I'm really thinking about trying to kind of go maybe balanced. I, mean, I just feel like a lot of these guys, like your C.J. McCollums, your DeMar DeRozans, you know, your Fournier's, your Vucevic, uh, a lot of those guys, I think, really have upside potential tonight. Obviously, we know Luca's got crazy potential, so he's on my list. But, you know, some of these mid-range guys, I'm thinking, man, I- I'm thinking I may want to plug in a lot more of them and just squeeze in, you know, a few value pieces rather than really try to load up up top and take four or five value pieces. And I'm not saying, you know, that's that's where I'm going to end up exactly but just, you know, me kind of looking over the slate, I think maybe one stud and a lot more mid-range and a couple value pieces may be the way to go tonight, man. That's what we've got on this show. We've got one stud. You've got Devin and I. We're the mid-range value options. And uh, No, no, uh, no, no. You're no, the no. stud. You're the, yeah, yeah, you know it, too. Look at you. The no, chat. no, no. Listen, yeah, you let me listen. That's going to let us know that Will's the Hey, stud. listen. Here, here's how this works, chat. You win a million dollars, you're a stud. I got a few hundred K sprinkled in. Trust me, it doesn't equal a million, at least not – well, over time it has, if you check my historical earnings. But, oh, yeah, uh, over time. But, but, uh, over time but, but listen, when, when, over time for me. <laughs> when, when you can ship a million in one day, outside of the 30% they're going to hit us with for taxes, it's still a good day. So, listen, Crane is the stud. I'm just here for all the hot takes. 
Uh, you're just here for the hot. You know, that's just how it is. Put <laughs> the cheap buff in here. You know, and you're kind of talking about, you know, these guys in the mid-range. It, here's my biggest problem with the mid-range build is I think guys like Trey Young at 10-4, Luka Doncic at 10-3, Russell Westbrook at 10-K, I actually think they're a little too cheap. You know, that's my biggest option with kind of living in this mid-range. And I'm not saying the mid-range is bad. You know, of course, I mean, Chris Middleton, I'm not playing. I think a lot of these Milwaukee guys, I don't think you're playing any of these Milwaukee guys. But, like, Donovan Mitchell, I think, is interesting tonight. Bam Adebayo in completely unknown. Kevin Love, we'll talk about this Cleveland-Utah game. Because, to me, that's going to be one of the more interesting games on the whole slate. But I like these guys, but it still feels like these high-range guys are a little bit too cheap. And if I'm looking at anybody in tournaments, look, I mentioned that I like Luka, of course, with Christoph Porzingis out. Russell Westbrook, James Harden, those guys have been crushing. And obviously a matchup with the Knicks at the Garden. Look, they're going to get theirs. I love the upside with Trey Young tonight. Yeah, uh, Trey is, love I'm with you, man. Trey, Trey is my favorite spin-up right now. Uh, a matchup with Memphis. Uh, you know, everybody I think knows my affection for targeting the Memphis Grizzlies for DFS purposes. Um, you know, no secret there. So Trey Young is definitely my big spin-up. Um, you know, I, my next big spin up out of trip outside of trade is probably going to be Vooch, man. You know, no Aaron Gordon. I, I ran the numbers on it, obviously, in, in, in lineup, uh, not lineup HQ, court IQ. Court IQ. Uh, look, man, he's averaging, I think, 1.34, 1.33, excuse me, fantasy points per minute. The alarming thing is he's got a 30% usage rate with, 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 you know, the collection of players they have playing right now. And I didn't even take everybody off, like Al Camino, because those guys don't move the needle as much. Yeah, they don't matter. Yeah, they, they, it doesn't. But, you know, with Gordon gone, with Isaac gone, you know, Vooch 30% usage, 1.33 fantasy points per minute. Uh, I mean, he – I mean, pl- you know, he's got a 4% usage differential, and he's averaging plus 0.3 uh, more per minute. I mean, it's just – it's a perfect scenario, man, you know, for, for him tonight. A matchup with Portland, I just – I mean, I just feel like Vooch is – he could be on his way to 60 easy here. Yeah, and obviously he's going to be matched with Hassan Whiteside. Not the most intimidating matchup ever. And this Portland team, with no Damian Lillard for the last week or so, I mean, these dudes are infused. Like, right now, like, these guys, they have been playing their you-know-what's off. CJ McCollum getting about, you know, what, 35 to 38 minutes every single day. And despite that, I still like McCollum quite a bit tonight. What do you think about pairing a guy like McCollum with Vucevic or even like an Evan Fournier because we've seen this is oh, a couple years running. Oh, ooh, that was the was that the ooh oh man? Like oh, buddy, uh, listen, I, I I like that combo. I I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm gonna have CJ McCollum and Nikola Vucevic in everything, every okay. single thing. It's no no way I fade those guys. So um, I'm gonna have them. I like Terrence Ross tonight. I think Terrence Ross is good leverage on. Um, on uh, on Fournier, especially if Fournier starts to if his ownership starts to creep up some, um, I, I think Terrence Ross is a is an exceptional player, especially on FanDuel where I think he's forty nine hundred. Um, I really like him, and maybe maybe sprinkle in uh, a little bit of like your uh, Markel Fultz because okay. may, you know just maybe you know takes a few more shots, gets a few more assists. Picks up a rebound or two, and so maybe he gets from 30 to 37, 38 fantasy points. And now you've got, you know, a potential slate-breaking performance because, you know, he, he, he should possibly score a little more than some of these uh, cheap uh, Cleveland guys that we'll get to along and along. 
So I've got Evan Fournier's card pulled up right now. Have you seen his projected ownership tonight? Don't look. Have you seen it, though? I have not seen it. All right, do you want to guess Evan Fournier's projected ownership? Um, if I had to guess right now, let, let me ask you this, Crane. Sorry, right. I don't, I'm not, I don't want to cheat you. Right. Do you think they've made an adjustment for the Aaron Gordon news yet? If they haven't, you need to be playing all Evan Fournier. All I, right. So I, let's go. Let's go three percent then. All right. It's under that. It's point. Oh my gosh. Point. No way. Percent right now. That's what I'm. No. I, I sort of agree. But I mean, even if it's under ten, like this is a guy who, for two years running now, has gotten a boost without Aaron Gordon on the on the uh, floor. So to me, Fournier is just a guy that in tournaments, why the hell not, man? Yeah, I mean, I, I like him. I, I, honestly, I assumed he was going to gain a little bit more traction with Gordon out. But if he's not, then he, I, I'd play him over uh, over um, Ross any day. Because, I mean, I know he's going to get his shots. I know he's going to play. Tonight he may play 38 minutes. And yeah. if that's the case, I mean, he could hit 40 with ease. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned I like pairing with Steve J. McCollum. They should be defending each other. Like, if you lock in McCollum – and you look lock in uh, Evan Fournier. Like you're, it's not like these prices are prohibitive. Now, does it feel like a little bit much sometimes? Yeah, sure. Like six four for Evan Fournier feels a little bit wrong. But this guy's coming off nearly hitting a fifty burger. I have no problem whatsoever gambling a little bit on Fournier, especially at low ownership. And to me, this is one of those ways that you can stack up this game. You mentioned Nikola Vucevic as an option as well another game that i have a lot of interest in stacking is this atlanta memphis game you know i talked about my affinity for trey young earlier john morant i mean it sort of feels to me with morant like over the next few years he's going to be one of these guys that we just kind of treat like damian lillard where we say look when he just starts getting hot you just play him every damn day I kind of get that same feeling from John Morant. And, of course, lately he's been playing really well. Now, the price reflects that. He's 7-2. He gets to be guarded by Trey Young tonight. And the fact that I'm looking at projected ownership at 5% on John Morant, a dude that has a legit shot at a 50-burger at 7K, I don't get it, Chief. Like, I I like Morant quite a bit. Yeah, man. Here's the thing. I mean, I think everybody's going to be on the Atlanta side. I'm looking at it right now, or mostly on the Atlanta side. Um, and I've, I've got our lineup chart pulled up, but you got Trey Herder, Collins, you know, those guys are kind of soaking up a lot of the ownership for Atlanta. And then, like you said, you know, job being that low owned, I, I think that's a perfect storm for us to get on job. It's almost like, man, now that baseball's coming up, I don't feel so bad about a baseball reference, but it's almost like when you got a game in Coors, which I never play, or you get a game in Texas when it's hot and everybody wants to pile up on one side when essentially if they're in the same hitting environment, they both have equal opportunity to score 15 runs. But one side is always more owned than the other. And, I mean, it's like perfect. So that's how I feel about John Morant tonight. Everybody's on trade, but both of these guys had the same equal opportunity in this environment uh, to go nuts. So I'm with you, man. I, I like John Morant a good bit tonight. Yeah, I mean, I think you play both. Here, let's see. Can I fit – can we fit all these guys in? This feels like it might be a little uh, a little bit desperate. If I put Trey in there, no, it's going to work out. And I put Morant in there. Hey, I still got over 4K a piece left over. Now, I don't have your boy Vooch. I don't have some other guys. We'll kind of talk about this value. But I sort of like taking a look at this lineup and just seeing – I mean, I've got four guys right here 
that could very easily go between 50 and 60 points. So I like building lineups like this. Now, we talked earlier about some of the value on the slate and how it's going to be easy to fit guys in. Of course, you mentioned the situation going on with Atlanta. They're not going to have all that many bodies. Is that the place you're really looking at for value tonight, or is there another team where you say, no, I like this value a little bit more? Well, I think if – I'll just kind of stay right here for a second. I'm going to stay with Atlanta. Looking like Cam Reddish is going to be out. I mean, to me, DeAndre Hunter is really good value. Kevin Herter is really good value now. Um, because, they're listen, they're not going to run old man Vince Carter out there for 30 minutes. Uh, he's probably going to get – Because they do, whatever. Like, if Vince Carter suddenly gets 30, like, they put him in the wheelchair and he's chucking up threes from that thing. Like, way to go. But I just – I'm with you, man. Like, I love these yeah. guys. Yeah, so, I mean, I, th- I think Herter and Hunter are going to get all the minutes they can handle. They'll probably sprinkle in some tea. But those two guys are probably going to be 35 minutes minimum. So, uh, I-, I really like them a lot. Um, did you have anything you wanted to share on that game? Because I've got some other guys that I'm going to talk about as well. But no, I mean, you know, Jonas sure. Valanciunas, we've already had some questions in the chat about Joe Val as a potential pivot off of Nikola Vucevic. I'm fine with that. Um Look, it's Atlanta, man. You can play anybody against Atlanta. That's how the Hawks work. So, Correct. yeah, with that. you mentioned DeAndre Hunter. I mean, just take a look at what he's been doing lately, and props to Noto for pointing this out in the grind down today because in five of his last six, he's gone over 30 over on DK, and you don't typically think of this guy as somebody who's going for a ton of fantasy points, but he's been getting there, and now he's going to, you know, not have Cam Reddish in the way. So, you know, 37, 38 minutes sort of feels like it's in the bag here, and DeAndre Hunter's one of those guys that – you know, while he's not a quote-unquote value guy, like he's 3K or something like that, at 5K, he still feels too cheap. Same at 4-6 over on FanDuel. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, I like him a lot. I think I think he's in play. Uh, what I would consider to be the best game environment on the night, uh, he's a guy that's not going to get the ownership. So while, while Trey may get some ownership in Collins, you know, we've got DeAndre Hunter projected at fairly low ownership overall. I mean, it was 2% what last time we checked, I think, somewhere around there. I think maybe about 5% on FanDuel or something. So I think – I just think he's a great play. He's another guy that's going to allow you to, you know, just kind of plug in some more value and, and see where we go. So I, I really like him a lot. So who are some of the other guys? You mentioned – you know, we've talked about guys in Atlanta, and I think that's where a lot of the people will pivot. But as you were talking about before, these Memphis guys likely a little bit over – likely to be a little bit overlooked you know Dylan Brooks somebody who I mean here I'm just going to pull up really quick Dylan Brooks shot attempts over the last few games because this dude is chucking like the other day that Houston game I said this the last time I was on air that Houston game three days ago it was not Russell Westbrook it was not James Harden that took the most shots in this that game it was Dylan Brooks he's taken over 22 shots in three straight games now the dude is about as inefficient as it gets he's taken over 22 shots in three straight he still ain't cracked 39 fantasy points right you got to be better than that brother but like hey but at this price though 30 fantasy points you can still win a gpp absolutely absolutely and now is he one of these guys that um that you're looking it was was funny i just quick anecdote i was reading i was looking at uh, one of these charts on twitter earlier that they had the, you know, the juniors, the guy that in their third year in the league. And, you know, they had the how many offensive points they added, how many defensive uh, points they prevented. You know, so if you're up here on the diagram, you're doing really well. Obviously, uh, Jason Tatum was the best. And all the way on the other side, worst defender, worst offensive guy, 
It was Dylan Brooks. But that don't don't mean that we can't play him in fantasy. Hey, if you stink, we're all right with that as long as you get us some fantasy points. So is he on Memphis that you like, or is there somebody else that you're really focusing on? Man, actually on Memphis, man, I I like him. I do like him because I know his minutes are safe. I think DeAnthony Melton, though, 25 minutes for him against Atlanta – I think I think that's gold for him, man. Uh, you know, a guy that I feel like is going to produce across all categories. I, if I had to choose between them straight up, I think I'd side with uh, Melton on FanDuel and Brooks on DK just because of the, the positions and, and kind of what my approach is going to be. I think I'm going to end up with a, an Atlanta guy in my second shooting guard spot. I mean, a, a, a magic guy uh, mm-hmm. to try to get off of Herter a little bit because I think he's going to be a lot higher owned at 5K. Uh, but you know, on, on DK, I think I think um, uh, Brooks, and then on FanDuel, I definitely think Melton. You know, twenty five minutes against Atlanta could do him good. Yeah, you know, this five K range is just really strong. You know, you were just talking about you know Terrence Ross earlier. We already talked about Markel Fultz, Dylan Brooks. You know, Larry Nance. We got to talk about this Cleveland Utah game. DeAndre Hunter. Like, there are a ton of guys in this five K range, and I think this is kind of what you were talking about when you said. There's a ton of value on this slate. Value doesn't have to be 3500 Value can be 5 k and it's still cheap. Let's talk about this Cleveland game because I just mentioned Larry Nance. Cleveland, they're without Andre Drummond. They're without Tristan – I'm sorry, Andre Drummond, doubtful. They're without Tristan Thompson tonight. In, in, you know, in the front, it's either Kevin Love or it's Larry Nance, and they don't have a lot of else. Now, the problem is the match against Utah – is it as bad as we've kind of been, you know, trained to believe it is? No. Is it elite though? No, it's not. What do you do with these Cleveland guys? Because Utah, a nine-point favorite um, on the road, I'm not sure what to do with Utah. What do you think? I mean, essentially, some of these Utah guys, you feel like they should get there. Um, listen, Cleveland's at home, and I don't, I don't like to really bet against too many NBA teams at home. Uh, no matter, I don't care how bad the team is. Uh, you know, we've seen Golden State stick it to Houston on, on Christmas Day. Uh, so I, you know, and maybe, maybe Houston was at home, but it doesn't matter. Bottom line is, when a team's at home, like Cleveland, they don't have a lot of bodies. Even if they lost by 15 points, essentially you you could still end up needing one or two of these guys uh, to, to take down a GPP. So you know, Larry Nance is my favorite player on. on uh, on, on Cleveland right now. I really like him. And I know we were talking about Utah, but it just – No, we can, Larry, we can talk about both. We, we, yeah. hey, we're moving everywhere, baby. We don't got to yeah. stick to a script over here. We so, do yeah. I, I like Larry Nance. Um, essentially, in my in my head, it seems like Rudy Gobert would be okay. And, and I think he'll be fine, but I don't feel like Gobert is a necessity. I, I'd much rather play Kevin Love. Um, Jordan Clarkson off the bench – I, I wish if it was a blowout, they would give him more minutes, but I feel like he's going to be stuck around 20 to 23 minutes no matter what. And then my favorite player, honestly, from the Jazz is Mike Conley. Uh, Mike Conley's been playing really well. And I, I know Mitchell's been playing well, uh, too, but, you know, Conley, we're, we're getting a little bit of a discount here. Uh, the guy's, you know, putting up pretty much 30-plus every game. Um, so I, I, I really like Mike Conley. He's 5400 on DK, which yeah. I think is an outstanding price. Feels like he's going to go, you know, over 30, period. So I, I really like him. He's by far uh, my favorite Utah Jazz player to roster tonight. I mean, it's a great matchup for Conley. I get that. I'm just not sure he has the requisite upside. Now, it's a 5.4K. He doesn't need to go for 50 or anything. 
can Conley get the 40? You know, that's my question because, you know, we see 33, 28, 32, 35, 32. Hey, 42, there you go. 34. Like, we just have not seen that sort of upside from Conley. I think I'm going to fade him tonight. Right now we've got him projected at 17%. I feel really good about fading a chalk guy like Mike Conley because I'm just not sure he has the ability to have a game big enough to crush me. You know, I, yeah, I, no, no. I totally get it. Yeah, I, I totally get it. It's just, if for, for instance, if I'm going to run, to me, if, if I'm going to run, let's say, three guys from Cleveland, let's mm-hmm. say Sexton, Love, and Nance, if I'm deciding that I want to have some sort of correlation, I want to run it back with one player, my one player is Mike Conley because he's cheap enough, in okay. my opinion, to still get value in case the game gets out of hand. Whereas Mitchell at 79 and Gobert at 78, if they end up in the mid-30s, there's no way I win a GPP with them in the mid-30s tonight. Yeah. Conley, I can still get there. So that's that's just my thought process behind it. Um, but, I, I mean, I still, I, still, I still like those guys, but Conley's just my favorite. You mentioned Rudy Gobert, and I know that he has been really underwhelming lately, all right? Like the dude – let's face it, he is just is not being good. You know, the other day – I had my lock of the day. It was uh, Rudy Gobert over 14 and a half points against Washington. And, of course, he did not get there because Rudy going to go bear. That's just how it is. He only had nine points. Couldn't even get the double-double. Nine points, nine rebounds. Not good, Rudy. But in a matchup here where they, they only have two big guys. Ante Zizek, I suppose, is a player. But, like, mm-hmm. Rudy Gobert has to get there tonight, right? This has to happen eventually. He's not just going to keep putting up duds every single day. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the way it feels. I mean, it feels like he has to get there, but uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I like him. I don't love him. I don't think he's necessary. Yeah, that's if, kind if of I, where if, I'm at. Like, it's, yeah. There are other guys in this price range, and I think that's what it sort of boils down to. Because let's look at the price range at the center position around Rudy Gobert, because that's kind of what we're talking about. You know, you can say, oh, he gets there, he doesn't get there, but he has to beat the guys in that same price range. He's a hundred more expensive than Julius Randle against you against Houston. Of course, Houston, they play a guy that is roughly my height at center. And I think Julius Randle is perfectly reasonable today. Jonas Valanciunas, somebody that we've talked up quite a bit at six eight. I think he's perfectly fine. Gonna see a lot of John Collins inside. Um, I believe John Collins is gonna be starting at center, which means that it's a better matchup for Jonas Valanciunas. Mitchell Robinson, a guy who has been playing increased minutes and a guy who is never popular but has a ton of upside because of the blocks and steals. There are a ton of guys in this price range. Bam Adebayo, another one that I didn't really bring up, but I think Bam is interesting. So there are a ton of guys in this price range that I kind of look at and I say, I like Gobert, but I'm not sure I need Gobert. Yeah, that's it, man. That's the way I feel about it. Like him, don't love him. Um, So he's probably going to sit on the shelf for me today. Yep. Uh, you know, we just brought up Mitchell Robinson. Somebody in the chat wants to know, is there a minute risk with New York because the Rockets are running small? And I don't think there is just because it, if the Knicks don't play Mitchell Robinson because they're trying to match, guess what, New York? You're not winning a title this year. I just want to throw that out there. Like, Correct. I, I would sort of be stunned if that happened. They've really been trying to ramp up Mitchell Robinson's minutes. He's not starting, but he's usually starting the second half. Mm-hmm. I am not concerned with that at all. Are you? No, me either. And speaking of that, since we're on the Knicks, might as well go ahead and fire up 
the sharp side lot better today. Might as well go there right now. Ladies and gentlemen, for your viewing pleasure, give me Elf Payton. Look at this player prop. We've got him at 11 and a half. I think Elf's going over 11 and a half, man. I mean, when I look at this prop, speaking of which, Elf Payton is probably my second favorite point guard on the slate today. Wow. In a matchup with Houston, should be a high-paced game. A guy that's got 50-point upside, and he's not going to have 50-point upside ownership. If you pull it up right now, I mean, we've got him projected at pretty low ownership on DK. Yeah, on on DK at 6,700. He's a guy that you can use leverage to get off of a John Morant and could easily pass John. John ends up with one of those, you know, I want to sleep on the court nights. Love John, but listen, sometimes he can get you 10 fantasy points. And so can Elf Payton, the perfect the perfect recipe for a tournament player. Elf Payton is literally my second favorite point guard on the night. I love Elf Payton. I think this is, man, I, I think this is a slam dunk spot. Um, I, I'm excited to play some Elf Payton, man. Really excited. In my lock bet of the day, Devin asked us before the show, he said, do you have a streak going? I said, yes, I do. I've lost one in a row. So I'm <laughs> back on track right now. My lock bet of the day is over 28 and a half points for CJ McCollum. I've already mentioned you know, Damian Lillard expected back in two days. They have a game off tomorrow. This is McCollum's last chance to keep chucking it before Lillard comes back. So to me, McCollum tonight, even though we've seen a ton of usage and a ton of shots lately, I think we see even more tonight. And it's difficult for me to imagine in a game that Portland has to win. They're fighting for that eighth seed that McCollum isn't going to try and take the game over. And I'll take – I could not believe that it was 28 and a half and it was like plus 103. I could not believe I was, you know – getting some juice there, but uh, yeah, I like that. You mentioned Elf Payton. Like, this dude drives me nuts to roster. I mean, last game, <laughs> three points, 18 points, six points. Nine, I mean, you never know what guy you're going to get. You know, we were making fun of John Morant for being a little inconsistent. Alfred Payton is John Morant on steroids, dude. Like, the minutes are there, but the production, like, sometimes he just sleepwalks, sleepwalks through a whole damn game. I mean, just take a look at just the <laughs> four. 15, 8, 10, 14. I mean, you never know what this guy is going to do. And what we always talk about in tournaments, when you've got a guy like this, you want him at low ownership and you want to fade him at high ownership. And as Will was saying, right now we've got Elf projected at 2% right now. And at in tournaments at low ownership, that is the exact time that we want Elf Payton. We got to talk about just the slate in general because we've been talking about, you know, McCollum, Trey, Morant, Fournier. All these other guys. The guard position is loaded. Like the, I know it's a seven-game slate. Somebody in the chat earlier said that it feels like a 12-game slate because there are so many good plays. I feel exactly the same way. Like, How do you differentiate between these guys? Well, I think what I do, man, look, I talk about this on every single show. I, I go through a process of elimination. And listen, I use this first look chart all day long to just fine tune, find little nuggets. You get the DVA and the defensive efficiency number comparisons. And I know it's baked into the projection. So I'm not, I get that, but I still want to see it in my face because sometimes that's a tiebreaker for me. So like, uh, you know, even tonight, man, you know, if you look at some of this stuff, there are guys that may jump off the page at you that you weren't thinking about or you weren't considering or, you know, maybe you, you, you said, well, I'm not sure I'm on the fence about this one. I'm on the fence about that one. And then you pull up this chart and you say, wait a minute, 
this guy's in a good spot. I had no intentions of playing him today. I may need to dig into this a little bit more. And so uh, while, while we're on that, you know, I, I'm not sure how much ownership this guy is going to end up with tonight. But with Chris Stapps, Porzingis out, I know I'm jumping to another team here. Hey, we jump around if, here. If, hey, if Maxi Cleaver gets the start here, lot button, lot button. Play, playing, the, uh, playing the Bulls. Bulls are ranked 30th in defensive efficiency. Um, and, and I don't think he's going to get as much ownership because you've got so much other value out there. He's a guy I trust to get the job done. I've seen him produce when Porzingis has been out. Um, Maxi, man, I, I like him a lot today. Uh, like Maxie's him a lot. one of these guys when he's on the floor, just an elite rebounder, and he's going to see the increase without Porzingis out there. I think he's a lot, whether he starts or not, for 28 minutes. And we know the Bulls, they have been way worse since Chris Dunn went out against guards. You know, for all, all year almost we've been saying, play the, uh, play the big men against the Bulls say the guards well now of course with Chris Dunn out you can play the guards too but the one constant has been that the Bulls stink against big men and Maxi Clear I mean look we're looking at a Dallas team that's not gonna have a ton of size let's just pull up the Dallas guys that are playing tonight all right because outside of Kleber you've got Boban not gonna get minutes you've got Michael Kidd Gilchrist not gonna get minutes and not good at basketball you've got Willie Colley Stein they have not shown any interest in giving him a ton of minutes. So, to me, either they're playing small or they're playing Maxi Cleaver 30 minutes tonight. And against the Bulls, you're right. That seems just like an absolute smash spot. Because at 4.4K, it almost feels like he's a double-double waiting. Yes, yes. Love Maxi tonight, man. One of, one of my favorites. And, I mean, what's the ownership on Maxi right now? I haven't pulled it up. I'm but you got to guess. You, gotta, hey, if you're, I mean, you don't know, you got to guess. I know what it is. Let's see. Uh, let's go eight percent. Okay. Have you? Were you looking? No. Give him what he. Tell him what he won. Everybody. He wins both showcase showdowns. You got it. Dead on the money. Eight percent project for Maxi Kleber. Congratulations. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Listen, man. I've been doing this a long time. Just you know, just. <laughs> You just read the slate. But, Craig, you know, listen, if you've done it a while, you just read the slate. You say Cleveland's going to get the ownership. Atlanta's going to get the ownership. Some people, you know, are going to play him because they know Porzingis is out. You leverage the field. No more than 10%, probably around 8 And that's how you do it, man. I've got the court IQ pulled up right now. Do you Have you looked at what Luka's usage is without Porzingis? Luka? Yeah. Um, is it around 38%? It's a little higher, 39 and a half. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, I know we were talking about trying everything, but how the hell do you fade Luca, dude? Like, he's doing everything. Who else is going to do anything for this? I mean, what's the – Yeah, story? I mean, Crane, you, you may be on to something here, man. You, you, may, you may be on to something. Yeah. I mean, They're it's playing a, the Bulls. Yeah, I mean – Bulls are at home. It's unlikely they get blown out. I mean – over under, I mean, I'm definitely taking the over on a double double tonight. Like, I feel like a triple double for Luca has to be like maybe plus 120. Like, it's got to be close to 50 50. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like, like that. I might just start every team with Luca. And I like Trey Young. And I mentioned that, you know, I like John Morant a lot as well. But honestly, like, it's going to be tough for me to fade Luke. We had somebody in the chat wanting yeah. to talk about the Spurs, and of course we need Oh, to- man, I'm so glad you mentioned it. I was going to say we got one more value team we need to get to. Well, let's and do sure it. And sure enough, 
We just saw Trey Lyles go bonkers the other night. He was one of the highest scoring power forwards on that entire slate, and he did it at almost no ownership. Now we're seeing a slate where he's 4.8K over on DraftKings, 4.3K over on FanDuel. Got to be pretty popular on both sides. The match against Indiana, is it great? No, but I just have trouble imagining Drew Eubanks stealing a ton of rebounds away from Trey Lyles. So is he, a, is he good chalk? Is he bad chalk? What do you think about Lyles tonight and the rest of these Spurs? Uh, I actually think Lyles is good chalk um, because he's, got, he's basically got both sides working in his favor now. LaMarcus isn't playing – and neither is Jakob. So I really think, you know, it, it's working in his favor. Sorry if you guys hear that. Uh, hey, I live right next it. to uh, – I actually live right next across the street from, like, this ambulance center. So um, it keeps the neighborhood safe. If something happens, they can get over in, like, 30 seconds, which That's is fun. That's so nice. Yeah, except, except when I'm on a show and there's an emergency. <laughs> but I do hope the person that they're going to is okay and they're able to get them back to safety, <laughs> nurse them to health. There we go. So, oh, yeah, but I, Chief, man. Like, we're sitting here talking. He's just like, man, I know we're talking basketball, but just, you know, prayers up to the dude that's, uh, that the ambulance is going to get right now. Jeez, yeah, game. man. But, yeah, I think Trey is safe. He, he's, he's got it covered on both sides. I think 35 minutes is, like, the reasonable expectation. I, I don't think he gets less than 35 tonight. And, it, you know, at, at his price point, 4.8K on DK, 4.3 on FanDuel, $14 on Yahoo!, Nine and a half on fantasy draft. No matter what site you play on, the projections are going to look good for him playing around 35 minutes. I think he's probably one of the one probably one of the best values on the day in that range. Um, I, I think I think he's actually probably better than some of the Cleveland value because I think this game may be more competitive. Yeah, and you know the chat wants to know Maxi or Trey Lyles. I'm going to go with Maxi Cleaver just because I like the matchup more and he's a little bit cheaper. That said, I think it's going to be difficult to go wrong with either of these guys. Scores are going to be high tonight. Yeah, yeah, and I I will say this. On FanDuel right now, I'm telling you, in my opinion, my humble opinion, the build is just to go double cheat power forward. Because you've got three, four, five of them. Go double cheat, and now you can spend up and get your your high floor guys from somewhere else. Uh, I, I think that's the way to go. So let's talk about these other Spurs because, of course, DeMar DeRozan, anytime LaMarcus Aldridge is out, he's in play. The price hasn't really come up all that much. He was like 6'8 or 6'9 the other day. You know, two games later, he's only 7'3. Again, not the best match in the world, but for the usage without Aldridge at 7'3, it seems pretty reasonable. Yeah, I mean, I like him a lot, man. I think I think DeRozan is – you know, one of the better plays on the slate. Look, if we like C.J. McCollum, I think we should like DeMar DeRozan. It's pretty much a similar situation. You know, C.J.'s just going to take more shots. We do feel like C.J.'s probably uh, going to score a few more real points. But, you know, DeRozan has shown an ability to get it done in the other categories as well. You know, pick, pick up rebounds, pick up assists. Yeah. You know, if he puts up 25, 8, and 8, you're over 40. Like, we're rolling. So, I, I like him a lot. Uh, I, I think he's a good play. And he's not going to be overly owned. So, you know, he's another guy in that mid-range that, that I'm thoroughly interested in. Well, the only guy that has a higher projected ownership than DeMar DeRozan on the Spurs right now, it is one, Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay chalk night. Now, I don't like playing Rudy Gay. I always feel like the minutes end up being less than what I expect them. And tonight, they're projected at 28 minutes. Now, he's about a point-per-minute guy, 
with this group out there. The match against Cindy, like I said, not great. But in his last game, played 30 minutes, 39 fantasy points. If he plays 28 minutes here, I the other day I had like a real shot to win some huge money, and I just needed mm-hmm. Rudy Gay to do anything. And it was this, it was this Dallas game. And, like, he had, like, two points going into the fourth quarter. So, he kind of picked it up then. But what do you think about Chalky Rudy Gay? Because that feels really bizarre to say. Well, I think the kicker is they've got guys out. And so, even still, though, man, I, I think he plays. Because I think I think maybe they need him for a little bit of size. Yeah. So, it's tough, though, man, because, you know – Today you don't play Lonnie Walker and then he plays twenty five minutes, um, but I still I still don't think that's a good play. And then, you know they got they've got Marco Bellinelli lurking that could play fifteen minutes. Oh. And then you, you look at the end of the night and Rudy Gay's playing twenty two minutes again, and you're like, what are they doing? So I think if I was going to scratch anybody off off the team, it probably would be Gay. I do think if Gay plays thirty minutes, he outscores Trey Lyles. Yes, so if Trey Lyles plays thirty five, I, I, I think he outscores him. But I think Trey Lyles has the safe minutes floor that Gay could – I mean, his minutes could easily go bye-bye. Yeah. Easily. And, and so. it's, you know, when we talk about chalky guys, one of the things you want to kind of pay attention to is what is the path for this chalky guy failing? You know, and, you know, there might be some guys where the path isn't all that obvious. You know, he, if somebody doesn't foul, the minutes are guaranteed. He's cheap. You just play the dude. But there's something that makes me uncomfortable – about a chalky Spurs guy who typically doesn't play very many minutes. I'm not saying I'm not going to play Rudy Gay tonight, but what I'm saying is that if I play him, I'm not going to feel as good about it as I probably should. And it's kind of the same for these other guys, Patty Mills, Bryn Forbes. These guys are going to pop in projections. Now, that you know, Derek White's another one. The question is, though, how can you really trust it? I don't think you can play more than one of these guys on any given lineup. I'm not sure I want to play any of these guys, especially with as strong as the guard position is. You know, I'm trying to save money at the forward position. I'm spinning up on the guard position. But, like, do you have a preference between these guys? Personally, I'm a Patty Mills guy just because he's done, he's done good for me anytime I played him. If I end up playing any of these guys, it's likely going to be Mills. I don't feel great about it, though, Chief. But it's still, it feels like one of these guys is going to get Well, as, as I know you don't feel good about Mills. But I feel like at least I know what Mills is going to do. I feel like, honestly, feel like Mills has more predictable minutes than Rudy Gay, in, in, in my opinion, uh, just on a night-to-night basis. Um, you know, I, I think Patty's, you know, the safer player. Even if you look at his game log, usually Patty's going to play around 20 minutes most games. So at least you know for sure, okay, give him 20 minutes and let's kind of see what the projections say. Um, and he's a lot cheaper. He's 3,200. Now, I'm not playing Patty tonight, but on, a, on any given night, if, if somebody's out, I, I think Patty's always going to be safer than uh, Rudy Gay in terms of minutes for him. The, the nice thing about Patty Mills is that we were talking about how often uh, Dylan Brooks chucks. Patty Mills chucks at roughly the same rate because he's only playing between 15 and 22 minutes, and yet we have 9, 11, 10, 11, 13 shot attempts. Like Patty Mills, he's taking a shot, uh, you know, for every every couple minutes he's on the floor. So if he gets hot, the upside's there. Um, Yeah, I don't mind that app. Hey, man, let's hit that like button. Let's hit that like button. Oh, yeah, hit the like button. And by the way, I I completely forgot. Uh, I got to let you guys know the FanDuel single entry series. That is going on. It's $10 buy-in, 
tonight. I played it yesterday. I missed the cash line by point eight points, Will. I was oh my gosh, so close, and yet they took it away from me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm going to be back in there trying to climb that leaderboard with Fanduel single entry series, and also, guys. Look, if you think, if you guys have been listening to these shows, whether it's basketball, football, baseball with cheese, that's going to be coming up here in a couple weeks. Uh, you guys have been doing pretty well. Now, of course, if you're doing pretty well, you got to pay the tax man. So right now, we've got a question and answer uh, forum post going on. Also, if you're on Discord, the hashtag DFS-Taxes channel, then that is uh, DFS, DFS Accounting. He's hooking us up. He's answering all your DFS. Oh, my money. God. And this is hey oh well don't don't be sad that's all right that just means no. you're well what? no no it's got Uh-oh. nothing to do with the Uh-oh. taxes oh no Victor Oladipo is out people Uh-oh. he's out today all right how much is Malcolm oh, Brogdon? how much because every time Oladipo is out I want to go right back to Malcolm Brogdon because we saw earlier in the year when Oladipo was missing Malcolm Brogdon I mean, the dude was playing like an eight K player he's six nine tonight you know we've already talked about a lot of these guards that we like you know. Even with Oladipo in, he's been doing fine. We know the minutes will be there. I have no problem with Brogdon tonight. What about you? Yeah, man, no problems at all. Listen, I'm following these information sources, and I saw it. I said, oh, buddy, this is going to be good. So uh, now you've got some some more guys with a little bit higher floor that you can consider, like you talked about Brogdon. TJ Warren is now – Man, uh, he's almost a must-play. I, I, what? I, listen. How much is he? Doesn't matter. What? Have you seen what TJ Warren's been doing with, with the, when these guys aren't when they're not when they're not fully healthy? He's been a monster. He's six K tonight. I am. I'm not paying. Not going to do it. Do, do you see what TJ just did against Cleveland? That's fine. It's like. Okay, I got to admit, I know he – Do you see what he did against the Knicks and Milwaukee recently? Yes, I do. I think T.J. Warren sucks. I just want to – He sucks, but he chucks. (laughs) That's a good point. I like that saying, too. I just (laughs) – I cannot take a game seriously where I have to play T.J. Warren. When you said he was a lock, I thought he was going to be like 4-7 or 4-8. I'm like – Oh, no, I'm no. Play TJ Warren. Oh, okay. I ain't gonna, I, I would much rather just pay the 900 bucks extra and play Brogdon. I think he's got a higher ceiling and a higher floor. Um, yeah, because right now, I mean, you just take a look at the, uh, you know, the old court IQ. I took Victor Oladipo off. You said TJ Warren. High usage, like .88 fantasy points per minute. It's Sabonis and Brogdon. This makes Sabonis really interesting because as we talked about, there is no LaMarcus Aldridge there. Trey Lyles is a defensive downgrade. Uh, Drew Eubanks and Rudy Gay are the other two big men. It feels like Demonis Sabonis should crush here. I know that he has not been dominant as Oh, he's going to crush. Yeah. Sabonis is going to crush. Yeah. Like, it's really difficult for me the more I play this out. You know, we talk about this. You get news on air. You know, you guys got kind of get to hear our thought process with everything. Like Sabonis at eight eight. This, this like makes me. I'm gonna tell you right now on FanDuel when I get news like this, I start thinking about okay. Because remember, I was already kind of talking about this mid range build where you get maybe you squeeze in two or three of these eight K guys and some sick, and then all of a sudden because listen, if CJ goes over fifty and Vooch goes over fifty and Sabonis goes over fifty, and you. And you get one or two of these 4K guys to get you around 30. Like, now you've got a shot to capture a little bit more uh, salary. 
I, I'm not saying I want to fade Luca because I think his floor is second to none. But I, I'm really, really considering not going over anybody 9K right now. Now that we've got all this news out, it, there, there's so many guys that have 50-point potential anywhere from 6 to 9K. It, it's unbelievable. Yeah, you know, they one they said in the chat, the problem is broadening this ride between Elf and John on DraftKings. Who do you have more of? I'll, well, I know that you like Elf. I love John tonight. I'm, I'm just going to keep playing underpriced point guards against Trey Young, and I'm going to keep winning money with it. Like, that's – that's been like the easiest yeah. thing I've been doing. And, it's been working. And listen, and, and we and we didn't even talk about Kobe White, who's going to be playing with Nozak Levine. It's uh, <laughs> it's going to get real interesting, man. Going to and get Kobe real White, interesting. I mean, you talk about upside. Like we see this with young guys, where at some point it just clicks, and it almost feels like that's what's happened with Kobe White. You mentioned Nozak Levine. I mean, look, he has had some huge games as of late. Now. The matchups outside of OKC where he actually had his best game have been amazing. He's got to play the Knicks, Washington, Phoenix, Charlotte, and Washington. You don't get better than that when it comes to scheduling. But there you go. Oklahoma City, he had a big game. Now, Dallas isn't exactly known for their defensive backcourt. So, Kobe White at five. Dude, the guard position is loaded tonight. This would be a hard slate for me to play over on FanDuel. I'm playing over on DK tonight, and I think that, to me – like, I'm going to be – you know this what's, This is a good slate for – this is a good fantasy slate, actually. Where you oh, just, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you can play, like, five or six of these guards. Just load, just them, load them up. Yeah. Just, load them up. Because guys like Kobe White, I mean, I'm not sure how we got this deep into the show without mentioning him. And you want to talk about who to run it back with. I know everybody loves to run it back if you're playing a Luka team. I am perfectly fine doing it with Kobe why you know, and that kind of leads to what you were saying, where you were saying maybe you don't play any of these expensive guys. And look, we like Giannis. I'm never going to say no. You shouldn't play Giannis, right? I I, but I kind of don't think you should play Giannis tonight. Harden and Westbrook. We like these guys. We like the matchup. Obviously, if they go for 80, like they're capable of doing, you're going to need them. But if they don't, I'm kind of with you. I don't think you're going to need them. If I'm paying for anybody, I kind of brought up Trey earlier in the earlier in the show. I think it's going to be Luca for me. But you've mentioned this range, you know, C.J. McCollum, 9-3. Damanis Sabonis, 8-8. Nikola Vucevic, 8-4. This range is so strong. I kind of think you're right when you're talking about how to build lineups tonight. Yeah, man. I I, I like this mid-range a lot. Um, I'm I'm working through some scenarios as we speak. Um, Oh, my goodness. I think it's going to work out great. So You said, oh, my goodness. I go, oh, no, what? More news? No, 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 no news. No, no news, man. I'm just, yo, no news. I'm just kind of poking around here, trying to build these lineups, and I think, I think this is going to work. So I'm excited, man. Uh, Same venture series again. I know it's 100 bucks this week, so a little bit yeah, more bad. expensive, about that, guys. They were all everybody's like, oh, ten dollars, and I, I screwed it up. It's 100 bucks. My bad. My bad. Yeah, I mean, I know it's 100 bucks tonight, so I know uh, it's. It's a little bit more than, you know, when you started. But, look, man, get that bankroll built and hop in there, man. It's 15 k to first tonight. That's why I love the single entry series. The prize pools increase. Flat payout structure. Love it. Love it. You should have heard Will and I talking about payout structure before the show. We were a couple <laughs> old man yelled at clouds kind of situation. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we had a request to, you know, kind of build and go through a FanDuel lineup. So let's talk about – over on FanDuel? Because I assume, you know, that's usually where you play, right? Over on FanDuel. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm building on the show as we speak. Just kind of been, you know, trying to put some things together. Uh, so, yeah. 
I, I will say this: executive decision. I don't pull this card often. All right, I'm ready. You got to start with CJ and Vooch. I, I, I don't. I don't think I build a single lineup without starting with those two. All right, CJ lock button. Let's go to Vooch. Hey, you can have all the executive executive decisions you want. It makes my job easier. Click the lock <laughs> button on Vooch. Yeah, I'm fine with that. You know, it's Fanduel. The pricing is looser. You can afford more expensive guys. It's really easy to get CJ and Vooch in there. And then we kind of take – we were talking a lot about the point guard position, just how many good plays there are. You know, Markel Fultz, Colin Sexton, I'm not sure I buy that. I just – Man, Markel you know, Fultz is so sneaky today. Yeah. Gosh, man. Oh, my gosh. He's so sneaky. Yeah, let's see. Hold on. We're going to pull up the old Roto-Grinders correlations tab. In a yeah, we are. And we're going to take a look at who correlates really well with Nikola Vucevic. Now, of course, it's going to be a little bit different since there's no Aaron Gordon out there. Let's pull up Orlando. I love this page. This is like my favorite page for a tiebreaker. You know, like, okay, who correlates with the other guys on my team? You can see right here. Uh, don't play Michael Carter-Williams. Don't play James Ennis. So, yeah, nobody really correlates all that well or all that poorly, honestly, with Nikola Vucevic. So I think you're fine any way you want to go. But you mentioned that he is, uh, and by he, I mean Markel Fultz, really sneaky, interesting there. Kobe White, 6'2". I think he's fine. You mentioned Elf Payton. That is a really nice price over on FanDuel at 6'3". And even at Jeff, like, what do we do with Jeff King tonight? You know, FanDuel, I don't think you need him. DraftKings, though, yeah. you might need some value. Yeah, I don't think you need him. I really like Colin Sexton, though, as well. Or, or FanDuel, he's 5,500. He's another one that's going to be sucking and chucking. But he's another one. He's gonna be. Listen, we we got. Hey, we got to get us a nice that TM. Like, that sounds like a like a like a college junior right there. She's so sucking. Listen, we we got to get us a trademark on that one, Crane. That, that that's that's only for the for 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 the Chief and Crane show, man. CNC <laughs> Chief and Crane, Crane and Chief, guys that are sucking and chucking the sucking and chucking segment. We got to do it. We're gonna Devin, sell that. I need We're you gonna... to make it happen. We're going to sell that at bars across the country, man. It's <laughs> That's a 3 a.m. college town thing right there. So, yeah, you got, all these, uh, you got all these point guards you can play, obviously. John Moran at 6'9", I think, is still way too cheap. And, again, that's my executive decision. I'm playing a little bit of jaw. At shooting guard, we know we yeah. like Jay McCollum. Kevin Hoyter at 5K. That's just too cheap for this matchup without everybody else there. And we know the thing about Hoyter, they're not afraid to put him out there for 40 minutes. No, not afraid at all. So I think he's fine. Of course, DeMar DeRozan at 7-5. The price a little bit higher on FanDuel, but he's still perfectly reasonable play. What about some of these other Portland guys? Like Gary Trent? Eh? Like, I'm not too excited about Gary Trent. This does not feel like the kind of slate where you need to be playing somebody like that. Yeah, um, I don't think Gary Trent makes the list at all. Before I played Gary Trent, I played Terrence Ross. Um, you know, I just do something like that. No, no way I'm playing Gary Trent over, over somebody like Ross today. Uh, we had an interesting uh, lineup building question in the chat. Would you max one of Love and Nance? And I don't think you need to in this one because they just don't have anybody. Uh, they don't have anybody else. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think you need to to, to max them. Um, I mean, if I had to choose between the two, I trust Larry Nance to play more minutes than Love. Uh, if it get, if it happens to get out of hand, you know, uh, I think Nance has a better shot to get there. 
Yeah. You know, power forward position, you kind of mentioned paying down everywhere there. Of course, we like Sabonis. But yeah, see, but see now, that's what I'm saying, man. God, I love Sabonis now. <laughs> it messes Jeez. me up because like, it stinks sometimes because you're feeling so good. You're like, I'm just going to be putting Larry Nance and Trey Lyles everywhere. I'll have some Maxi Cleaver. I'll have a little bit of, you know, actually, that's probably it. So, you know, it was, it was going to be easy. <laughs> well, well, you got Maxi, you got, yeah, Maxi, Nance, Cleaver. And I mean, Maxi, Lyles. And uh, Nance. Yeah. yeah. And Kevin Love's too cheap. Six fours too right. cheap. Kevin Love. Right. Yep. And right. You know, I'll tell you what, one of the things, and we always talk about how valuable projected ownership can be. Larry Nance, really popular. Trey Lyles, really popular. Kevin Love, really popular. We talked about Maxi Cleaver, 3% projection. That's what I'm telling you, man. Maxi's, Maxi's on my list today. Yep. On and the if, list. If you play and you hit with a guy like that, you can play all the chalk you want. You don't got to exactly. sit there and get too different, too weird, too stupid in other ways. To me, Maxi Kleber at 4-5 or five over on FanDuel is an A-plus tournament option. So I'd be looking at him. Uh, also, news Chris Milton is in, which means that I don't think I'm messing with anybody from uh, – that whole game is kind of meh to me. I mean, the Miami guys, like Jimmy Butler, I don't feel like this is a great Jimmy Butler spot. I know he put up 45 DK – against him in the last outing. I'm just not sure I want to go there. Maybe Bam Adebayo, but if I had to cross a game off the list, it feels weird saying it would be Milwaukee, but I think this would be the game I crossed off. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I I, I totally get it. I'm, I'm in agreement as well. I mean, I mean, Greek is still going to be around 30% ownership, so people are going to play him because, I mean, he's probably got one of the safest floors along with Luka, but uh, I'm with you. I think we can take the fade. All right, they want to know over in DraftKings, Luca and James Ennis, who we talked about um, before the show, or CJ McCollum and Kevin Porter. Uh, I'm not like I'm just getting like a guy like Maxi in there. Like I don't think you need to play Ennis or Porter tonight. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100. percent With you 100. Uh, percent Any interest in Justin Holiday now with no Victor Oladipo? Hey, now he's a guy. He he's gonna get you forty, or you're gonna get fifteen. <laughs> I mean, that, that, I feel like that's at thirty seven hundred. I feel like that's Justin Holiday, man. Um, what about what about Aaron Holiday? By the way, the other day I was playing on a slate like this, and I had like this giant panic moment. I go, "Oh my goodness, I played the wrong Holiday," and I didn't. But I was so worried about it. Aaron Holiday. Obviously, I think he's gonna be the better play between the two 3.6k point card over on FanDuel should see close to 30 minutes oh my gosh man all the value man all the value you want yep yep and so you know so honestly on a slate like today I think I think it's better to know your floor guys who you want to play because value is everywhere I mean you know the difference between let's say you don't have enough to get the Kevin Herter you're 100 short just play Terrence Ross don't even think about it. Just if your lineup's perfect and you're like, oh, I really want to hurt her, it doesn't matter. Terrence Ross can easily score the same thing as Herder or outscore him. You know, if you're down to the last little bit and, you know, maybe you thought you wanted to get Larry Nance, you really wanted Larry Nance, but you've only got, you know, 4,600 left. Well, you got Cleveland, you got Trey Lyles, you know. It's, it's, it's so many options in, in the value category where three guys have a similar range of outcomes I'm not going to pinch pennies and try to change the rest of my lineup just to squeeze in Kevin Herter. I'll just play Terrence Ross. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's 
it's really interesting because, you know, you look at, I like with spots like this, like power forward. It was like this yesterday too. Power forward. I mean, there were literally a million guys last night where that you could play at the power forward position and all of them were viable. So what do you do in that case? You filled out that position last. There you go. Whatever fits at the end, that's who you put in. So, Oh, hey, Crane, we got another one. Uh, sucking and chucking. Whoever fits at the end, that's who you put in. Yeah, I got it. I got <laughs> man. We're a couple of poets over here. That yes, is- man. E-N-D-I-N, play on words. Great. <laughs> um, Great. Dylan Brooks or Markel Fultz. Uh, they're not the same price range, but I'm – I mean, I'm taking Markel Fultz here. There you go. I'll just... I, I like Fultz. I, I like him a lot today. Yep. Uh, Mello or Tim Hardaway? I'm definitely going Mello there. Do I like him? No, I doubt either of those guys make my final build. But when Luke is in, I know Porzingis is out. But when Luke is in, I don't play Tim Hardaway. Correct. Correct. Um, I'm thinking about playing the whole Atlanta-Memphis game. Your thoughts? I think that is perfectly fine. And uh... Man, listen, that's, that, that's GPP strategy. You play the game, especially, you know, if you happen to catch overtime, then the rest of us are crying and you're running to the bank. Uh, if it goes to overtime, oh, God, the other day when that, that Jalen Brown tip, when he made that three-point. Oh, boy, just killed my earnings. Oh, just killed my them. God. I had – I was – I did the late slate only, and I was like eight points down, top ten in that tournament. And, like, and I had I had, uh, I had the best eight and plus – Dragon Bender plus uh, Andrew Wiggins team. And then he made that shot. Like, I was like a small favorite to win 20K, and he made the shot, and I was just sad. That yeah. Was, that It'll was just good. take the wind out of your sails. So, listen, uh, and I know we got to go, but, man, last year for the they had the fantasy championship, like FanDuel Fantasy. Yeah. And, uh, listen, it was a night. Trey Young, I had gone to the game. I went to the Atlanta-Utah game, and I got back from the game. Chris, my, my phone died at the game. So I get back to the hotel from the game. Cheerleaders or what was going on? No, no, no. Story for that. A guy spilled beer on me, and uh, it was just a long story. But anyway, I ended up sitting courtside, which was really fun. Sorry to hog up the story. But anyway, I got back to the room, and I'm in first. And I'm like, holy crap. I'm in freaking first, right? Uh And I'm in first the whole night. And then I think the Sacramento game goes to overtime, and a guy edges me out by like two or three points. Oh, I said, "You got to be kidding me! Oh, you got to be kidding!" So, yeah. uh, just the worst beat ever. Yeah, but hey, but if that game, if you get that game that goes to overtime tonight, yes, you're not gonna have a story like that. You're gonna have a story where you're printing that cheese. Apparently, there Denzel you go. Valentine is starting for the Bulls. Um, okay, doesn't mean anything to me yeah, at all. I know it's kind of how I feel like it. <laughs> Good for Denzel. That's good. I mean, even if I give him like 26 minutes over here, hey, grades that as a fine point per dollar play. If you're at minimum price, you need somebody in that price range. But look, it's a seven-game slate that is loaded with great options. I don't think you need to be chasing Denzel Valentine. And the way I've been running lately, that means he's going for 40. So, Chief, we got to get off here. Uh, We got to make room. For Roth, we got to make room for Meansy. Every single time I ask Devin if it's JSU, every single time he is, says yes. So I'm just going to assume it's – yeah, it's JSU today. He's in my ear letting us know what's going on. So premium members, make sure you stay tuned. we got crunch time coming up next. Thank you so much for tuning in to Grinders Live. For the Chief, I'm Eric. We'll catch you all later. Peace.